Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Right beforehand, I sat down with my mom and I was sharing with her how I never really like this day. I think there's two kinds of people. There's people who love Good Friday and there's people who don't like Good Friday. People who love Good Friday probably very much don't mind the sacrificial dimension, the idea of atonement, suffering, sadness, grief, all part of being a healthy human being, to be honest. Those people who just kind of like me are always smiling and bopping around and the idea of these things is they're tough. But it's also true that uh, it's been a long journey for me When I first entered the seminary, the notion of the cross was very confusing to me. It was a place of confusion, and it just seemed like the unspoken message was, if I beat myself up enough, maybe then God will reward me with heaven. Or if I just suffer enough, maybe then Jesus will, I don't know, love me, give me the grace I've always wanted. And as I began to pick up little devotional prayer books along the way, it can be out there in quite a few spiritualities. You know, this idea that somehow to show Jesus that we're grateful, we have to really be diminished. And so that put me on a long journey because I was confused by this. Because the God I had met in my prayer was a God who loved me, who created me, calls me the light of the world just like he calls you says I'm his beloved son, you're his sons and daughters. And I kept thinking, what kind of loving father thought, oh good, now my kids hate themselves. Now they're finally getting the lesson. And it was a very confusing thing because I felt the pressure from so many people in the seminary that this is the day where we really get sad and tough. And then Jesus says, good, now they got it. So of course, I became obsessed with this question and I read everything I could And I began to pray a lot and do more retreats and bring up to confessors and spirit directors this ambivalent relationship I had with the central mystery of our faith, namely the cross. And what I discovered was there's a very long tradition that we don't always plug into. And it comes from Pope Benedict named it most clearly But it's this distinction, and it helped me immensely. And I'm sharing it with you because my hope and prayer is that it may help you to experience the real reason we call this a good Friday. And it's this. All the cruelty, all the violence, all the evil is being flung at Jesus. It's not coming out of Jesus. From the outside, the crucifixion is evil, cruel, mean, corruption, sin, violence, and it's being thrown and pushed on him. But coming out of him is a love. A love for the Father and a love for us. It's a love that has literally no limits. And this is why the cross becomes the sign of God himself. If you want to take the love of the Trinity, which is invisible, 
and you want to translate it to us in a broken world, that's the crucifix. God enters this world and says, I want to press upon you so deeply that I love you. I will do anything for you. And no matter how you treat me, I am unwavering. If you want to communicate that in the first century, crucifixion. You choose the lowest, the most broken, the most corrupt, the most painful place in the world. You say, I will choose to go there and I will love you from this place, harboring no selfishness, no ego, no retaliation. Instead, I will literally pour myself out so that you can recognize this is how much. I love you this much. I will literally go to hell and back for you. Let me add a few more quotes to this. St. Augustine says, if you were the only person to ever sin, Jesus still would have died for you. Let me add another quote of St. Augustine. We see his blood as he dies. Now listen to the tenderness of a saint meditating on Good Friday, not simply you and me in popular piety, but a saint. Ready? Jesus bows his head as if to kiss you. His heart is made bare open, as it were, to love you. His arms extended that he may embrace you. Another saint says, In the Garden of Eden, out of Adam's side came his bride, the one he would be devoted to. On the cross, out of Jesus' side comes his bride, the church, the one he'd be devoted to. He is the new Adam. The Father is pleased with Jesus' offering on the cross because the Father sees in Jesus' body his own love for all of us. Pope St. John Paul II said the whole goal of Satan and original sin was to destroy the fatherhood of God. To make us think he was a power-hungry fragile ego type of being that if we always are perfect, then he'll love us. But if we're bad, he won't. Sounds like Santa Claus. And so Jesus comes in this world to heal us of our false notions of God and to show us, I'm willing to do this for you. Do you recognize how highly I think of you? How much you mean to me? St. Bonaventure said, everything we ever need to know about God is on the cross. St. Bonaventure says, the Trinity is invisible, but somehow in the crucifixion, we get a glimpse of the inner life and love of the Trinity. When these quotes and these things I took to prayer and I opened up all my fear and confusion, I recognized only in a tender, safe love do I even want to share the deepest places with me? With him, rather. 
There's something when God is just, there, I did it for you. See how strong I am now? You got to do it. There's parts of me that go, "Uh uh-uh. You don't get to know my heart then. Because you're like so many other people. Aggression, willpower, knowledge, strength, power. That's your gospel. That ain't Jesus's. Jesus says, let me go to the lowest, most broken, most God-forsaken place. Not to destroy you there, but to love you. As St. Augustine says, as if to bow down to give you a kiss, like a dad who cares for us. And when we experience communion and intimacy in our own God-forsaken places, what bursts forth is hope, what bursts forth is trust, love, and holiness. And so Good Friday is first and foremost always, always, always about God pursuing us, God loving us. And we fast and we do these exercises to keep us focused on it. And then in response, once we recognize he loves us, we are good Then we can say, you know what? There's things in my life I need to grow. I need to make progress because my life doesn't reflect that love. Then the penance makes sense. Then the sacrifices make sense because we are already loved. And so today when you come forward to kiss the cross, it's yes, Lord, you saved me from everything, but also thank you. Also, you're so good. The reverence of the cross is like us saying, I love you too.